Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of Are You Kidding Me? It is the seventh day of Ramadan. Ramadan Mubarak to everyone listening. Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Mubarak. And today what we wanted to do was um, talk about Ramadan. How's Spes- Ramadan been for you? Alhamdulillah, it's been going well. It's been relatively productive compa- compared to my pre- previous Ramadan. And now over here that um, we're all really happy that, um, that the masajid are open. The mosques are open for people to go and pray, uh, unlike last year due to the pandemic. Um, but yeah, people are people seem to be uh, abiding by the regulations, and things seem to be going well. Uh, and yeah, it's been great. What about you yourself? Absolutely. I mean, like you said, we're just lucky to be uh, in a relatively new normal world, um, and uh, where a lot of the world is still under lockdown. A lot of a lot of Muslims around the world can't go to mosques yet. Uh, especially for their uh, night prayers in Ramadan, so it's uh, it's it's a big blessing that we get to that we get to do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So basically, what the way we wanted to um, to approach this podcast was we wanted to talk about Ramadan and making the most of Ramadan, specifically in terms of productivity, right, and in terms of balance. Right, because um, one one thing that's very important, even in our faith, is to be balanced, right? Mm-hmm. So, I have a few questions here for you, Abdul Mateen, and um, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and I'd love to hear how you tackle some of these things during Ramadan. All right, cool, absolutely. Ready? Yes, let's do. Okay, let's dive right he was in. he was listening to the the, the African. Uh, Simonia, just a couple of minutes ago. I think. Are you still watching that? Okay, no, you're not. Uh, not. Any, okay. <laughs> uh, the things we do. Um, all right. Have you ever been at school while in while the month of Ramadan has occurred? Uh, yeah, and I think it's also uh, uh, we're we kind of in a phase where uh, so st- strategically speaking, every year. Ramadan goes about eleven days back. Yeah, approximately. Right. Yeah. So it take a, it'll take a full, I think, thirty three years for it to, um, for basically f- today. I mean, this year Ramadan started when, when on the twelfth of tw- April. Twelfth of April. It won't start around this time for another thirty three years. Yeah. So it'll take thirty three years. That's pretty interesting. That's like absolutely. So we can say that uh, for the next twenty years or so, yeah. Ramadan is not going to happen in the summer. Yeah. It's going to be during school. So it's going to be during school. And I think more often than not, than not it, it, these are shorter uh, fasting hours. And obviously it's easier for us because it's cooler. Uh, obviously not easy for people living in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm not going to lie. So the other day I was praying um, I was praying Tarawih. I don't think you should ever lie, bro, but please go ahead. Okay, it's a figure of speech, man. Stop being such a Why boomer. Why do you need for this? Stop being such a boomer. Don't need Just, figure of speech at that it's, time. It's a figure Anyhow, yeah. go ahead. So I was praying... <laughs> this guy, man. So I was praying Tarawih the other day, and um, I was a bit late, so I had to pray outside. Because, you know, social distancing, obviously the mosque is at a very low relatively re- relative capacity, so I had to pray outside. And the weather is just fantastic. It does not feel like April. Yeah. And I'm just like, alhamdulillah, you know? Yeah, I don't know. The last two days have been quite cold. It's I was going chilly, cycling, yeah. and I was like, 
I think I should bring a sweater next time because it's still cold outside. Honestly, yeah, it's, I, I'm loving it. I'm so glad, especially in in this region where yeah. it's it's you know summer for most of it feels like summer for most of the year. It's like wow, it's April and still you still feel that breeze. Awesome. It, I, I I just love I love cold weather. I love cold weather. I think that goes back into uh, that goes back into what we're saying. So, so for the next twenty years or so, we're not going to have Ramadan in the summer, which means Ramadan is going to be during school time. Uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, Ramadan school time was, was fun. Uh, the only thing that I did not like at all was the bus trips. Um, going in in bus to school uh, honestly gives me a headache, and especially if you don't have food in your system. Headache is more. Um, that was always a problem for me. I don't know how often that the, is. A the last time I remember Ramadan being at school, I was in grade five. Seriously, grade five or six could have been six. I don't remember actually. When what grade were you when when Ramadan was during I school? I was in grade nine ten. No way, no way. Grade nine ten, impossible. Grade nine ten, it was during the summer. Grade. Um, I don't. I don't remember. Anyhow. Anyway, so basically, I what one of the worst things was PE. Yeah. <laughs> the, what, they would not. They I, wouldn't. So I was in Kuwait at the time, uh, in American in American school, and man, PE was outdoors. It was hot because I think it was around September, right? It would have been around September, and September, man, September is hot. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Why would they take you out when you're fasting? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question, but the thing is, like. We always enjoyed it. I mean, we'd suffer afterwards, but <laughs> who cares? We play. We had any opportunity to get foot to play football, basketball. We'd jump on that opportunity, fasting or not. And what everyone would do, and then it would be a huge debate within the class. Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. No, you're allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, we'd all go to the water fountain where you drink water, and we just we'll put the water in our mouth and then like rinse our mouth and <laughs> spit it out. Oh, yeah, the I good old days. Those days. Yes, the good yes, old days. Yes. And. Um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I mean, we'd be exhausted coming back home, just want to sleep till iftar and, you know, it'd be pretty tough. But but how, okay, so now now that students are starting to go through that, um, not, not as bad because of distant learning and stuff, but uh, definitely, you know, it's going to start happening more and more often and it's going to become repetitive and Ramadan is going to recur during... Um, school days so so how would you suggest um, for starters how would you suggest students make the most of out of Ramadan in terms of spirituality while still going to school and with their studies and uh, I think it goes back down to uh, three things um, number one always and this is something especially as you know some a lot of people call us the coca-cola generation because we get excited really uh, easily and then but we fizz out very quickly as well I think uh, a lot of us are like okay we're going to do these amazing acts we need to do something heroic or courageous to 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 you know up our ante when it comes to Ramadan but actually small things that are done consistently are far more rewardable as well as uh, easier to maintain than big deeds or big things actions or yeah. Uh, gestures done uh, done once, and uh, one of the simplest things that I learned about, uh, you know, uh, was to give two dirhams in charity after every prayer. Two dirhams in charity after every prayer is at ten dirhams a day. It's not much, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, having that consistency and being able to do that is uh, in the course of a month, you give 300 dirhams. Mm. 
mm. right? If you ask someone to give 300 dirhams in charity just like that, you might still pause because 300 dirhams is a decent like amount a, of money. It seems like a lot, yeah. It feels it's like a, a lot. It's a decent amount yeah. of money. But then two dirhams after every prayer doesn't two seem like Two dirhams after every prayer doesn't. But at, at the end of the day, for a person who, who gave 300 dirhams once and... Uh, and, and you know, walks away and says, "Oh my God, I give so much." Two dirhams a day in only thirty days, it covers that same amount. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, two dirhams after every prayer, not a day. Sorry. Yeah. So, the, so I think the key takeaway takeaway here would be to burn in and not burn out. Yeah. How do you right? do things that are simple and achievable? Uh, and sustainable. And sustainable. Because, see, one thing is, you know, a lot of people do things that like life hacks, right? Let's hack our lives. Uh, if you sleep like this uh, or if you use this kind of cream or if you wear these kinds of clothes, you look better or whatever, right? We all are into life hacks. Yeah. That's the new TikTok trends, DIY trends <laughs> that you see running around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you cannot hack your sleep. You can't hack well-being. You can't hack core necessi- necessities that a human being has. One of the challenges, and I think we were both talking about this earlier today, was how the problem with, uh, that sometimes we face is that you don't get six, seven, eight hours of constant sleep in Ramadan because you just keep having to get up after every three, four hours yeah. for whatever reason, whether yeah. it be work, whether it be suhoor, whether it be uh, prayers. So getting a eight hours bunch of sleep might only be possible on Friday. Eight hour at a stretch. Yeah. 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 So so I guess that's where it's, it's about trying to bridge that gap as well and trying to see how you can make it a means of uh, long-term development within, uh, within yourselves. Mm. Small things done consistently. Yeah. Okay, now... Uh, Okay, so we've talked about school, right? Okay, we talked about sp- school, and the, the takeaway for that would be small things consistently, right? Let's yes, talk sir. about let's talk about university students. Yeah, uh, university students. Um, it's it's the time in which I mean, approximately um, most universities currently, especially final year students, are working on their assignments. So final year students will be working on their final year projects, final year projects. Um, you know, uh, first year, second year students would be working on courseworks, maybe even studying for exams. How do we set that um, set a schedule for them? I think it goes back uh, to uh, uh, to managing time and, and goes back to doing small things that are done consistently. Okay. One thing that you also have to remember is, especially with schools, universities, and even at work. Uh, we we do we do put our pressure on ourselves to go above and beyond, and we should because we have to have excellence in everything that we're doing. But sometimes you also have to say, hey, other things might take a priority. Sometimes family takes priority over work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes family takes priority over studies, right? And sometimes, especially during times of Ramadan, faith takes priority over work, and faith takes priority over studies. Absolutely. Right, it's okay to get slightly lesser marks in an exam or, sl- or not do the best thesis or assignment you could do because you're spending that time in a more fruitful way. Absolutely. We are holistic human beings, we are not just one thing, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and so, and so, I think we need to start, we need to start normalizing that because we can't put work and uh, and studies and, and uh, academics above everything else. Because that's what, especially in Asian cultures, I think that's what's, dare I say, worshipped, mm. you know? So 
or you have to get those high marks mm. you have to you, or if your teacher said to do it you have to do it if your school said to do it you have to do it that's not word academics of god academics take so much precedence over other things in life in asian yeah, cultures you were telling me people actually skip fasting if they have exams and stuff yeah, in university yeah yeah i was <laughs> oh my yeah i definitely yeah that happens that happened in school all right it happened in in uh, university where people will like, oh are you fasting bro no bro i i i've got exams uh sorry what are you fast no yeah bro i'm not fasting i i got exams so at the end of the day ramadan comes once a year right and uh, even if you do have exams even if you do have things it's okay to not do absolutely amazing in them because you're prioritizing exactly exactly because you're prioritizing your faith and absolutely. because you're prioritizing your development I mean, because you are a holistic human being um uh, we've just said that and we're going to repeat saying that because it's so critically important exactly um people cannot only look at one aspects of their lives because because you know the, there there's so much more to you than just uh, academics uh and we should uh we should always look at developing all aspects of ourselves absolutely um because that that's what we need in today's world and even if you were to fast while having exams what's to say that fasting in and of itself won't be a blessing for you and your academics absolutely i'm not even touching the aspect that you know at the end of the day oh, if you if 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 you're a muslim based on faith and stuff uh where does your risk come from where does your provisions absolutely. come from okay it doesn't come from exam grades trust me <laughs> we know yeah. we know it doesn't yeah. we know for a fact I, and, and and i don't know when students are going to get it that you know your your success in life does not come from your exam grades yeah. millions of people have said it before me but poor poor students as in it's been grilled into them right it's they've been conditioned to think that way yeah brainwashed right? brainwashed to think that way that you know it it all depends on your exams and and i i don't even think it's just students that are conditioned to think that way right even parents are conditioned to think that way where they put so much of pressure and they tell their students that's what i mean that's that's what i mean that yeah, sometimes i, have, I dare I, i say it's uh, academics is worshiped in 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 the asian culture yeah and right? uh, uh, in fact i remember in school um i was in grade 6 or 7 and i asked i, I believe it was 6 and a boy so well, how old are you when you're in grade 6 12 something like that yeah, yeah okay anyways a boy came to me and he was eat i mean he didn't come to me but i saw him eating and i said bro aren't you fasting it's ramadan and he's like oh no my mother told me not to fast because um i'm i'm a bit young and i have school and i have studies and i need to focus on my studies are you kidding me your mother told you not to fast because you had to focus on your studies and your school and your exams and I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It might be, you I mean, specifically for 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 grade 6 kid, you know, you never know what are the plethora of reasons. Their parents know best. But I mean, you you ask about university students, right? So I I yeah, think we should yeah. contextualize okay. this for That's, university yeah. students. Um uh, it's okay because at the end of the day until you're in school, you got to listen to your parents because they know best. But I'm talking about when you're when you've crossed that threshold and you now start to make your own decisions in university know that you know you're you're getting getting a 4.0 GPA stopping your grade or whatever isn't the be all end all of things it's far more valuable to me as an employer to me as someone who hires people it's more valuable to me that you're much more well rounded than if you're than than you're uh, than you the best thing about you is your grades and you've done nothing else in your life right uh 
So yeah, prioritize. Uh, learn how to prioritize different things at different times of the year. Right. All right. Okay, Mr. Abdul Mateen, let's get into a bit of specifics, right? Um, let's dive deep into this. Um, so basically, during the last ten nights of Ramadan, uh, it's encouraged to spend your night in prayer, right? Uh, that's what's um, you know conventionally encouraged. The last ten nights, what you do during the night is you pray, right? It's, it's not for sleep, right? Given the fact that we still have work, or we still might have school, or we still might have university during those last ten nights, right? How would you advise us to make the most out of the the last ten nights spiritually, while at the same time not falling off your schedule, or I not falling off your 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 program, and not you know, and not losing that productivity that you should have during the day that you normally have during the day after a good night's sleep? I think it goes back down to what we talked right in the beginning. It's it's burning in, not burning out. It's a mini marathon. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you want to increase your prayers and stuff, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're able to do it over a period of ten days. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, then it goes back to the second thing that we talked about: of prioritization. Yeah, uh, work is there, thing is there, but we want to make sure that we are prioritizing our faith uh, during those times. Um, and we make sure that, you know, life is long. We accelerate on what we missed out immediately after those 10 days, right? And we want to make sure that, you know, that, that there's a long-term um, development in every different uh, aspects of our uh, uh, of life and, and how we take it forward. So, 100%. So, yeah, make sure, that, uh, make sure that you're able to prioritize well, make sure that you're able to... See, say that uh, okay, things that you missed out over the last ten days, uh, catch up after after that. Maybe maybe a few days after that you accelerate and you go one hundred and twenty percent, one hundred and thirty percent, instead of instead of going the usual rate, so that you can make up for what you lost out. Life is long, so it's not just those ten days. It's not everything that you have to do in a ten day period of time. You can play around with it. Yeah, um, and that's what we should do. Absolutely. Sounds good. What do you do differently with your family during Ramadan? Um, I think one thing uh, uh, is always about making sure that your communications with your family increases and um, and you're having uh, not just more meaningful and, 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 uh, and uh, so to speak, deep conversations, but also ways in where you are... Bringing a long-term, uh, b- building that long-term relationship. We keep having these talks, especially with our uh, slightly older teenage kids. Uh, you're going to have to stop looking at your parents as parents and start looking th- looking at them as contemporaries. Because as you grow older, parents are going to start looking at you in a way in which you are an adult. And they're going to start talking to you about adult issues. Sometimes they're going to talk to you about things that they 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 want to talk about, things that they've been thinking about. Now uh, they're going to share with you stuff that's not necessarily instructional. A lot of the times, you know, you just uh, you just say um, uh, direct topics. Uh, your 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 parents give you instructions, right? Uh, uh, do this, do that. So uh, the conversation that you're having with your parents is 
oh, I want to get this done, or my parent is giving me an instruction. But as you grow older, your parents want to have conversations with you. Absolutely. See what you think. See what they think. Can we come to an understanding in the middle? And that's what being an adult is all about, right? And uh, it makes uh, we want to make sure that 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 framework is being built in over a long term period of time. Uh, and uh, I guess that's what you know we should take Ramadan as. Uh, uh, we should take Ramadan as. Uh, uh, we should take Ramadan as a way of. Uh, Making a long-term development with your parents, trying to go over a maturity phase where you're having communications with them that make sense, and not just uh, and not just uh, treating them as I need to take purely instruction from them. That's interesting. For me, one thing for me, one thing that that's really important. I feel like is you should do things together. Obviously, and and yeah. this is this goes without saying, right? And a lot of us do do this, but 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 normally, but the thing is that we don't maintain this after Ramadan or outside of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. It's only bound to the month of Ramadan, and that is eating together. If, for example, we eat uh, iftar or futur together, then we eat suhoor together. Um, I feel like it should. I feel like these things should carry on after Ramadan, right? Eating together. Uh, That's going, what Ramadan going, is going to be. Going gonna to gonna the mosque, praying together, going to the mosque together. Um, you understand waking up together and, and when you you notice that because everyone is doing it it becomes easier to do it when everyone is waking up for suhoor it's easier to wake up when you hear people in the kitchen um, you know active talking making stuff cooking food right it's easier for you yourself to get up right other day normally right um, outside of Ramadan obviously suhoor is not there's no suhoor uh, but you you find it much more difficult to get up because you know there's no one else that's awake or, you know, either maybe it's just your mom or just your dad that's awake and waking you up, right? And everyone's just groggy and everyone is just, you know, out of it, right? Uh, but I feel like, you know, if you build a culture where you do things together as a family and you carry this culture on after Ramadan, it'll really benefit the entire family. And, you know, in terms of productivity, in terms of um, getting things done, in terms of spirituality and, um, and more. What do you think? Uh, I think it also is uh, it's also about making sure that there is uh, there's a wider way of developing meaningful relationships with your parents you know yeah. Um, yeah. do you feel that that's the case where you've had uh, wider you've had to rebuild you relook at the relationship that you have with your parents a hundred percent how so uh, in the sense that <clears throat> look as you, when you're growing up, it, you look at it more as a hierarchy, right? But then as you start to, you know, when you start to, for me, it was during university, right? University, I handled the entire thing, you know, the application and all these things. I did it myself and it was more like a partnership. Obviously, <laughs> you're, 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 you're obviously the financial element of that partnership comes from your parents to yeah. some extent. But, but other than that, you know, you work together on things, right? You get things done. Um, <clears throat> um, and I feel like that's very important. Uh, because up until the, and the earlier the better right because the earlier you can convert that relationship into not just obviously a mother and a mother and her son or a father and his son but also into you know partners doing things together working together right brainstorming ideas together then honestly you really develop a meaningful uh, productive relationship uh, with your 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 parents or with your family and they'll take you more seriously, right? If now all you all you want to do is get permission, if you're not proactive 
at a younger age, then you know it'll take longer to build. It'll take lo- longer to build um, that rapport with them. So a lot of ch- kids that now, a lot of kids nowadays, right? You know, especially that age around thirteen to fourteen, right? Their parents have to. They have to be told by their parents, right? We were, we were like that as well to some extent. You know, our parents have to tell you do this, don't do this. Why are you doing this? Why are you not doing this? Right? Because they don't take the initiative themselves, right? And at that age is that age is so crucial. If some kids, you know, all they need to do is is take the initiative. You know what? I'll help out in the kitchen today. You know what? I'll help out with driving around. Okay, obviously they don't drive at their age, but I'll help out with doing the chores, right? I'll go collect this. I'll walk to the jamia or to the grocery and collect this, right? Rather than having to be asked, and that builds trust and that builds rapport with your parents. Right, and then they, at a younger age, you more responsibility will be placed on you, and and that's a good thing because you know that'll train you for for when you get older. You'll be ahead of your time, as they say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on before we we end this podcast is what would you? So it's obviously it's the month of Ramadan, and a lot of people, you know, they have things going on during the month of Ramadan. This is sort of not really directed towards our young brothers and sisters, but it's more directed to our young or even our elder employers. How would you advise employers to go about Ramadan with their teams or with their, you know, with the people that they've hired in order to build a uh, a meaningful um, um, work culture? Um, I think it, it it's about, like I said, prioritizing uh, different things. You know, it, it, you have to prioritize your faith during this time. And, and also the fact that, especially if you're living in a Muslim country like we are, uh, we it's, it's easier because everyone around us is, is also operating, doing the same thing. Yeah. Operating at that vibe. Uh, <clears throat> part of uh, part of uh, business and part of work is building relationships um so maybe in ramadan could also be about how do you build more meaningful relationships with those around I, it would be great to see companies focus more on uh, intimate relationships rather than just brand relationships you know um and and that's a fact of life uh people make businesses not the other way around and uh and that's why you got to invest in people um and and uh, and their long-term uh, development and their longevity in the company really, really develops, uh, and is a uh, and is a stalwart for what you are. Ramadan is a time for coming closer, and uh, and positive work cultures mean uh, allowing for that uh, flexibility, as well as prioritizing uh, humanness. Uh, regardless of anything and everything that happens in in terms of advent of AI and big data and and robotics, it goes back down to what is the human way of connecting with people. That is essential. Awesome. That was great to hear. To be honest, before I was kind of hesitant before asking you that question because I, th- I thought it'd be quite esoteric. You know, you know, any only specific people would understand. But that makes a lot of sense, even to me, even for someone, even for someone who's not employed. You know, they'd they'd, they'd want to look for this kind of culture um, in 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 their working environment, and you know, where they can where they can fit in their personal life, right? Like Ramadan into their work, and really, it'll just keep people happy. And I think there was a study in the UK. Um, I'm not sure. I don't have the exact uh, figures, but I think I believe it was around 50 percent of, or, or even higher, uh, a percentage. Uh, I think it was 50 percent of Muslims are 
five times more likely to stay in a company if that company caters to them to their to their requirements during Ramadan. This was in the UK, so obviously it's not a Muslim country, right? And uh, that that speak vo- that speaks volumes, right? That speaks volumes about um, you know the, about a working environment and you know um, and um, catering and accommodating to the sentiments of, of Muslims around the world. And uh, employers can can learn from this to 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 build <coughs> a positive working culture where you know uh, they cater to their people and their people's requirements. Uh, I think another thing that you have to also look into face is that you know times are changing. Employers and companies are not the be all end all of everything. Absolutely, it's now more of a let's build a collaborative working space and working environment together. So. So having those conversations in a way that's understanding and meaningful, and anybody would take it forward. Uh, but obviously, you know, things are more rigid in corporates than in, in smaller and medium enter- enterprises. Yeah. But 70% of the world's population is employed by small and medium enterprises, mm. so not these big fishes. So, so yeah, I think that's where having proper conversations makes forward and also making sure that that trust is built, mm. right? So if you're unable to finish that things or unable to operate at, at, at your effective, efficient capacity in Ramadan, you make sure that, you know, post-Ramadan, you pick up and you deliver what needs to be delivered. Uh, not every, like if you slack off now, you pick up later. No one can be operating at 100% all the time. Right, you go up and down, you go up and down, but you make sure that overall, over a period of a year, over a period of six months, you are effective and and you're reaching the the targets that you're that you need to be reaching. If you don't even reach your targets over an epoch's period of time, six months, uh, then uh, then 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 you're just not cutting it, right? Yeah. That's where it comes into play. Awesome, great. I think we learned quite a lot. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah, Ab- absolutely. And I think some of the things that we were able to discuss were not non-traditional. Absolutely. Um, so I'm happy we did this. Yeah, I'm glad we did as well. So yeah, basically the takeaways would be to burn in, don't burn out. It's the small and and small and consistent efforts that eventually end up making a big difference. Yeah, it it's also spend time with your family, do things together. <coughs> Make sure you have meaning. You build a meaningful relationship with your family. Don't just let your parents look at you as you know a child that needs to be told what to do. Let them see you as someone they can trust and someone they can you know um, involve in uh, more serious conversations. And and yeah, inshallah, I I pray that this Ramadan is is uh, we, we are truly benefit from it and and God blesses us uh, and blesses you and your family, Abdul Mateen. And uh, inshallah, I hope uh, we experience many many more ramadans after this inshallah 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 and uh, i pray that uh, we are our, our all our good deeds are accepted I mean. and uh, we get to we get to uh, learn from this and build meaningful uh, skills and and habits for us that that we can uh, benefit the people around us yes sir yes sir and friends and peers uh, and uh, co-workers for the long run inshallah inshallah that's all right guys thank you so much that's it for today's episode uh be sure to to subscribe subscribe to us on spotify uh make sure you follow us on instagram project ux and um, keep in touch let us know your thoughts let us know if you have any comments uh we'd we'd love to hear your opinions and hear your thoughts and and we look forward to to speaking to you guys that's it from my side abdul mateen 
all 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 the best you guys i can't wait to see uh strong uh values and habits driven based on principles developed inshallah over the pe- over this blessed period inshallah all right take care guys have a great day bye bye inshallah